And we're live. We did it. We live in this bitch, bro. We time. Listen, I'll just do a quick intro, and then we'll get to the fun stuff, because we got lots of stuff to talk about, my friend. All right. This is a Kudo Death Society's unnamed, whatever it is, podcast, episode dose, too. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you can see, but you can see uh, you can see my boys. You can see, oh, there's Kevin Ryan. There's Chris Kronk. That's right. You can see us this time. And we did it before anybody else. Just remember that. So if there's any other <laughs> yeah, podcast. If there's any other podcast with two people, we did it first. We're fucking trendsetters. Love that. Uh, and, so, and so live, fresh out of a time capsule from under the Denver airport, Kevin Ryan and Chris Crunk has a rose. That's right. It's us. We were in the time capsule, and we are going to talk to you live today. Kevin, tell them what's up. Let me tell you guys what's up. So we got a birthday on this podcast today, and it's not just anybody's birthday. It's probably the coolest guy I know's podcast. I said podcast. The coolest guy I know's birthday. And you know whose birthday that is, Chris Crocs? Whose? Drum roll, please. Oh, Kevin, goddamn Ryan. That's, That's right, right, dude. The boy is hitting the – is it Jordan's year? Is it 20? I don't know basketball. Is it it is. It's Michael Jordan, dude. But I want to I wanna let you know, dude, have you ever listened to Blink-182? Uh no, but I, I, yes, but no. Like I don't have them on my so, playlist. Yes. Uh, in the in the to quote a famous Blink One Eighty Two song, nobody likes you when you're twenty three. God damn. <laughs> That's the podcast, folks. Y'all have a great night. I'll see you guys later. So, uh, it's gonna be hard for you this year, Steven. Uh, all right. So listen, uh, I have to talk to you about something. Oh no. Uh, because I forgot, we forgot about this last week and it hit me, it hit me again. Like, as I was just like driving down the road, uh, I, I was like, man, I was like, man, what a great weekend. Me and Kevin Ryan had, that was so fun. Everything went so well. And then I remember while we were calling our match and it's like me, you, Logan James, Tyler Matrix. And we're just like, you know, calling stuff. We're like, yeah, I'll hit you with the, and you would do this. And, I hate uh, you already. I know what this shit is. I hate you. Sorry. And you looked at us all three, like you just looked at us, you go, yeah, man. I've been watching 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> it's a great fucking show, dude. It's fucking... I'm at the part right now where fucking... Dude, let me tell you, I'm on season two, uh, and Bryce Walker, guess what he's doing? You know who Bryce Walker is? Oh, yeah, dude. He is uh, taking what he wants. I'll tell you that he right now. Meant fucking heel of heels. And he is at the point right now where he just won his fucking case. He did, Isn't he that crazy? Won. What? That shit's crazy, dude. My man yeah. was out here... Doing his thing very shittedly, I might add. Right. And he he beat the he beat the race. He beat the case, beat the race, did the take a, and he won. And so now I say fuck Bryce Walker. What a mm. piece of shit. But guess what? Season three is going to be fucking insane because uh, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what. Somebody out there does, and they understand why I'm so obsessed with this fucking show. Because you know what? That's what dads do. Dads go home. They may drink a beer. I don't. I don't drink that often. But they go home. They drink a beer. Cook them some supper. Sit on the couch. Eat their dinner. Guess what's popping on the TV? Thirteen reasons why, dude. And I'll give you thirteen reasons why right now. One because it's a good show. Two because the food's good. Three because the Wi-Fi plug uh, plugging. Four because the Xbox pimping. Five because uh, the TV looking nice. Six because all right, that's it. That's all. That's five reasons. I ain't giving you no more. If you want, if you want the other reasons, go watch the show. Right. Uh, you right. have to actually subscribe to our Patreon to get the next seven reasons. Uh, yeah, actually, I will have another. I have a list of thirteen reasons. Uh, it's also only twelve. I'm an idiot. Uh, listen, mm. uh, I love thirteen reasons why. I do. I think it's super good. And if anybody hates on it, they can just uh, email me, and I'll gladly block them. Immediately. That's, that's a cool way to do it, too, an email. I like that. You can fucking MySpace me. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, hit me up on that, bitch. We'll talk about it after. Boom, roasted. Okay, listen. Uh, dude, I heard that you're going to go watch Hard to Kill. Dude, if there's one thing that TNA has, has fucking showed everybody for many, 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 many years, is that, that motherfucker is hard to kill. They've had their ups. I've had their downs. I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, let me throw this fucking ball, I guess. So I'm actually very excited because the only of the two TNA events I went to uh, that I forgot about, my dad told me one that I went to when I was a kid. It was a live event, and I forgot all the fucking about it. So the main event was fucking Fortune Four, 
It was uh, AJ Styles and I think fucking and Kazarian versus uh, Christopher Daniels and fucking James Storm. No, it was Beer Money. That's what it is. And it was Beer Money. And it was like the coolest thing ever right when I was a kid. And my dad, mm-hmm. funny story, uh, Angelina Love was there, right? And so, obviously, the women on fucking wrestling shows have security guards if you're like a big fucking impact wrestler because that's just fucking important to have, really. Right. And the I accidentally bump into the security guard. Like, I don't mean to. I just kind of run into him. Right. And so the security guard looks down at me and he's like, get the fuck away. And I'm like, no. It was like crazy. So my dad is like full-fledged finna whoop this fucking security guard's ass. Like he's cussing him out, calling him a fucking piece of shit, calling him a nobody, blah, 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 blah. But I got a picture with Angelina Love because of it. So that's so uh, cool. City, my dad almost beat up an Impact Wrestling security guard. So fuck you, Impact Wrestling security guard, you fucking little pussy-ass bitch. How about that? Dang, dude. Okay, uh, but so went to that show, which was really cool. But I've never been to an Impact uh, paper. Mm-hmm. I wrestled for like an Impact live event show. I tingled there, Paris versus Logan Creed and Danny Demento, maybe I think that's who it was. And it was really cool. But I've never been to an Impact Wrestling pay per view, so I think that's gonna be really fucking sick. The main event, uh, I believe, is Mickey James versus Jordan Grace for the Impact Women's title. But if Mickey James loses, uh, she's retired. She's done. So it's kind of like the Ric Flair thing back in like '08, which is really cool. Because, like, I've never been, like, a big Mickey James person. But this is actually, like, really drew me in because uh, I guess I never really, like, Mickey James started in WWE when I was just, like, young watching WWE. So it'll be, like, the first person who started in WWE and left WWE, like, in the same realm that's actually, like, somewhat important. Like, Mickey James has always been pretty important, I feel like. And then uh, other main event is Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray and a Full Metal Mayhem. And I know that's going to be crazy. They're doing some shit right now with, like, Tommy Dreamers fucking, he's, like, Bully Ray's like being a dick like he always does because he's a great heel, a great fucking heel. And he's like uh, bullying fucking, I don't know if it's the, the dude who runs Impact or what it is necessarily. And, and he's also bullying and trying to beat up Josh Alexander's wife or some fucked up shit. Uh, but either way, I know that's going to be crazy. And it's Full Metal Mayhem. Anytime Bully Ray has any kind of like tables and shit, I know it's going to be crazy. So very excited about that. Um, so yeah, Impact Wrestling Pay-Per-View is in Atlanta. It's at center stage and it's a two-day event. So the first day is the Impact Wrestling uh, pay-per-view, obviously, which is kind of ass-backwards. I figured it would be uh, TV taping and then pay-per-view, but it's pay-per-view, then TV taping. I right. probably won't for the TV taping just because I probably have other shit to do, but, like, the Impact pay-per-view on that Friday I have to go to. So I'm very excited about that, and uh, I'm ready to get litty, you know. All right. Now, since the pay-per-view hasn't happened yet, <laughs> I want you to give me – uh, your prediction, who's going to win out of Mickey James and Jordan Grace? And then we'll grade this next week to see if you got them right. Mm. So I'm going to call the entire card, actually. Okay. Try try to guess as many as you can, and then next week we'll review this. I'll bring it up, and we'll we'll just see how close your ear is to the ground of Impact Wrestling. I'm going to, Chris Crunk, also remind me after this to tell you why this could be uh, the funniest, dumbest thing of all time. Just remember to, to tell you this. Anyways, okay. so first, I'm going to say the main, I'm going to say the Impact World Title match is going to start off the show. Because I think the career is going to end of Mickey James, maybe. I don't know if I got through that yet, but maybe. So okay. I'm going to say that Josh Alexander retains, right? Okay. But I think something's going to happen with like a Tommy Dreamer. Like, I don't know if Tommy Dreamer is going to come out. I think he's going to help Bully Ray, but I also think that's like everybody's swerve is like, oh, they're like, oh, Tommy Dreamer is going to do it. So it makes me think maybe he's not going to do it. Just because everybody believes it. So I think Josh Alexander retains though. Uh, there, I think there's like a, some kind of big X Division style match. It's like Mike Jackson, Alan Angels, Kushida, Mike Bailey. Who the fuck else is there? There's another Japanese guy. I don't know him though. And Delirious, uh, is what I've heard. So, I'm going to go, you know what, just for the hometown hero's sake and just because I beat him one time for the Southern Honor title and knocked his suit out, real shit, he didn't mean to do it, but shit happens. I'm going to give it to the boy Alan Angels because uh, he's not, he's an Atlanta guy. He's cool. I've known Alan. He's, like, the only one I know out of them. I kind of want Kushida to win, though, hockey, because, like, Kushida's just really cool. So, like, Alan Angels or Kushida. I want you to go with that one. Dang. Um, who else is, uh, I know Joe Hendry and Moose. Uh, Joe Hendry will probably retain. Uh, yeah, he'll retain. I'm gonna say Joe Hendry will retain, but it's like it should be Moose is not because it's in Atlanta. But Joe Hendry is just like really cool. But Moose is like goaded, so I'm, I'm gonna go Joe Hendry though. 
the four-way tag title match, I'm going to go Motor City all day. I think Motor City is going to keep it. Love Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, always have been a big fan. Uh, and then fuck the other matches. I don't really, oh, Rick Swan and fucking fucking dude from NXT. I don't remember his fucking name. Steve uh, Acklin, dude. Yeah, no, but I'm just, uh, he never hears this one day. <laughs> Uh, but if he does, fuck me, Steve Macklin. You know what? Fuck you, dude. You fucking little bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. You're a big motherfucker. You'll, you'll be my ass. Uh, I'm gonna go. I think Steve Macklin, if I'm not mistaken, has been getting like his like push right now is like getting like a big fucking uh, beating all these like high ranked guys. And Rick Swan's like goaded. He's fucking all night long. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna go. Steve Macklin's gonna dub that one though. I think he's just gonna keep getting pushed, which is really cool. And the the four-way divas match, I think it's the number one contendership. I don't remember. That's like Taylor Wilde, maybe be Deanna Perrazzo, I'm pretty sure. Who else is this? Masha Slamovich, Slamovich, Slam a bitch. And then somebody else. I'm gonna go Killer Kelly, dude. Do what? Killer Kelly. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never heard of this trick. <laughs> I think, well... I'm not gonna say that. I seen like one vignette of her like a while, like it was like probably like three or four months ago, and she seemed sick, like seemed really fucking cool. I just don't watch Impact like that, so I, I haven't seen anything with her. So uh, I'm gonna go with Masha just because uh, before she like blew up, blew up. Or maybe she was already blown up. I really don't know. But she did right. the KOBK show with us, and she wrestled Sean Campbell, and that match was a banger. And she was just like a fucking killer. And I feel like I'm pretty sure she just got like top five PWI like best divas, some shit like that. So. Our best women's wrestler, sorry. Best uh, divas. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Sorry, guys, don't fucking murder me on that one. Old so, Masha, and then for the main, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jordan Grace. I think Jordan. I think it's Mickey James retirement. I think it's almost like Taker at 33. Uh, going. It's like the main event for a reason. It's a huge fucking deal. Mickey James, I'm pretty sure, was already knockouts champion last time. I'm pretty sure, like recently, like within her run type deal. So I'm gonna say that Jordan Grace would be perfect to retire Mickey James, but I don't want to see Mickey James retire because it's just like a, a big nostalgia thing, you know, so that's uh that's my predictions. I don't know any of the other fucking matches, so I don't really give a fuck. But that's all that, you need, dude. That's where we're going. That was a lot. I yeah, like it. I probably could have made it a lot fucking quicker. I just wanted to make sure I got the right predictions out there and make sure I had the right people, so. Yes, sir. That makes sense to me. All right, so um, those are his impact predictions. We will con- We will watch it this weekend, you know. You'll be there. I'll fucking watch the impact. Show. I'll watch it. My boy Trey's on it. You know, I mean Alan Angel. Sorry. Why would uh, you call him to your fuck now? I know, dude. He's gonna hate. Shit, dude, he is. He's gonna. He would message me and yell at me so bad. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully, uh, everything goes well. But we'll we'll take a break. Take a break from wrestling. We'll talk about something else because this hit me the other day, and I was like, man, I really don't know Kevin's answer to this. Uh, what is your favorite non-wrestling video game? Oh, goddamn. Uh, Let me think. I mean, I really just play wrestling, but like, oh, dude, Super Mario 64, all day, every day. Super Mario 64 is very good. Love the Nintendo 64. I feel like it does not get enough credit as like a GOAT system. Uh, and I feel like it just had something, like, it was, like, to me, that's, like, like when I was a kid, it was the PS2 was, like, the coolest fucking game system out. Like, everybody had a fucking PS2 was the coolest thing ever. But I feel like the 64 was, like, the revolution in gaming. Like, I wasn't, I don't know if I was born yet or when it come out on, if it come out in 2001, whatever. But, like, I feel like that was, like, the next step. Like, that was, like, the way to go uh, right. if you want to get that, like, PS5 type feel for nowadays. I feel like right. it really, it just has, like, so many go-to games on the 64. It's got No Mercy. WCW NWA Revenge to be the wrestling guy. And it's also got GoldenEye 007, great fucking game. Super Mario 64, great fucking game. All the baseball games on there fucking slap. Uh, uh, fucking, is it, was it, is it NFL Blitz or is it just Blitz? Matt? They, have a, they have a Blitz on there, yeah. Yeah, banger fucking Blitz game. Like, but, but I just like, it, the whole thing is just like full of like banger fucking games. So, 64, and that includes Mario 64. That's my game of choice. What's yours? Uh, my favorite non-wrestling, which I will, I will update this now for anyone that listens to this and they're like, oh man, these two guys, they love wrestling. All they talk about is wrestling, 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 wrestling. I do love wrestling, but I do not play wrestling video games. 
since since SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. Oh my god, really? I will play them, and I hate them, and I never play them again. Do you play like story modes, like WWE 13's Attitude Era mode? Crazy good. I actually bought, like, because WWE 13 had CM Punk on the cover, right? So I actually pre-ordered that one because I was like, oh, man, I got to get this one. CM Punk's on the cover. And I went and got it from GameStop. I drove home. I played it for probably like six hours, and then I drove it back and got a <laughs> refund. Well, see, that's the shitty part of our, okay, like, for the last, like, maybe since, like, 2K15 or 16, I don't ever play story. Like, I should, but, like, they've extended the fuck out of story modes, right? But mm-hmm. before that, they were literally just doing, like, the showcase modes and shit like that, which are cool. But like you're saying, you can literally play them in really probably like three hours, finish them off, and then you just do the same thing you do on every other wrestling game. You just go look and see what like uh, extra character parts they have, extra fucking uh, arenas they have, and blah, blah, blah. Then you play people online and buy them. That's it. It's the only difference. Let me fucking stretch. So what? what is uh, the game? My favorite non-wrestling game. Uh, I think it's hard. So my favorite... I guess I'll, I'll answer with two answers, even though that's kind of like dodging it. Fucking rules. My favorite video game of all time is for the OG Xbox, and it is called Jet Set Radio Future. God, that sounds like a fucking Chris Crock answer. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the launch title that would come with the Xbox if you bought it, and it had two, it had a disc in it that had two games on it. It had Sega GT, uh, 2002, I think it was what it was, Sega GT 2002, and then uh, it also had Jet Set Radio Future in it. That's my favorite game of all time. My, If I had to answer with, like, my favorite game series of all time, it's Resident Evil. I have poured way too much time into that horror <laughs> franchise, and most of it sucks, but Fuck damn, you. do I play it. It was fucking crazy, dude. Uh, you know, okay, like, what was your first game system, like, as a kid? I had a Sega Genesis uh, very weirdly. My first, my first game system was definitely like the actual like Nintendo Entertainment System, the OG one, the NES, yep. that that had like Duck Hunt with the little guns and shit. Oh, classic, classic. Hell yeah, yeah like like OG. Um, if I had to pick my favorite game system of all time, I think it's the GameCube. See, now here's my problem with that. It's not a problem, I guess. It's just like. Everybody says the GameCube. Like, I've heard GameCube with multiple people. But, you know, I've never played the GameCube. I played it, I guess I can't say never. I played it once when I was, like, four years old. I played uh, Mario Golf. And I thought it was real cool. But I feel like I missed out on everything. Because yeah. I played so much on a GameCube that I didn't fucking get to, get to like, do. And, I like, so many cool wrestling games, so many cool games in general, so many cool things you can just do. And I never got to fucking do it. That's right. Me. The GameCube, in my opinion, is the last, it's the very last good Nintendo system. And that's a lot, that's saying a lot because there's the Wii after that, the Wii U, and now the Nintendo Switch. But, uh, even though the Wii is cool and has its like quirks because you get to, you get to move the little hands around and stuff, that's cool. The Wii U, we all know that shit sucks. But the Switch, uh, even though it was a popular system and They've sold a ton of them, mainly due to COVID, like making everybody have to stay inside so it was easier to sell them because people needed something to do. Uh, But the Switch kind of sucks, and it doesn't have a good library. So I will go to say that the GameCube is the last good Nintendo system. Can we say a Switch is just like a, a combined version of a DS, right? Same thing? Well, yeah. So... That was another thing that I hated about it is that um, our boys at Nintendo, one, they're assholes forever. They won't ever uh, give you the easy way to get anything. They always want to do it the hard way. They were like, man, we've got handheld gaming by the balls, dude. No <laughs> one's going to play handheld gaming unless it's a Nintendo DS. Yep. And they're like, but, man, I really want to own console gaming. And then my boys' PlayStation Xbox be whooping that ass every year, just spanking it. And so um, they were like, well, how do, we, how do we win? What do we do? Well, we take our handheld system and we just plug it into the fucking TV. Uh-huh. And you're like, I mean, sure, dude. I guess. <laughs> uh, and that's what they did. And, like, uh, I just feel like it was such a lazy, easy way to get out of 
uh, one, working on the systems I already have, or just going in a new direction. Whatever. Vanessa's Whatever. Gonna, I'll take I mean, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if it works and they're getting paid to do it and they're getting millions off of it, like, it sucks and it is annoying and it is fucked up, but, like, it works. You know? Yeah. I feel so bad for Kylie. Let me tell you about a Christmas present that I got. Oh, no. So, Kylie is awesome. Uh, Kylie is my fiance, significant other. If anyone's listening to this that doesn't understand, Kylie bought me. She doesn't understand video games and stuff like that. Like, she doesn't get it. She's new to all this. And so, for Christmas, she got me a $50. Nintendo gift card, which is great. How cool. But guess what? Every GD Nintendo game that's worth a shit is $59.99. So we're $10 short, baby, every time. (laughs) And, like, uh, I'm just like, man. uh, Because, one, why do they even make the $50 Nintendo eShop gift card? Why wouldn't it be a $60 Nintendo eShop gift card? Dude, let me give you a, a kind of a cooler story real quick. Maybe a little better. Okay. It's a little funnier. So you just said the $50 card, like, isn't worth shit, right? Basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got my significant other, mm-hmm. uh, mother of my child, Kenzie, and Nintendo Switch. And I got her a card. <laughs> but I got her the $20 card. <laughs> so now she ain't getting a motherfucking thing with that fucking 20 that I thought was the bomb, dude. I thought I was like twenty dollars on fucking online has to be the shit, right? Dude, because she's she did a great game. She's sitting there with a switch in one hand and the card in one hand. She's just like, "This is great. I'm having a great time." She's gonna download like fucking Tetris for twenty bucks. Yes, she's got like some game that somebody made in their basement in like fourteen oh, minutes. God. Dude, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. This whole time I thought like, dude, I got it. I got took care. I had no idea that was a shit present, but I did get it. Look. The, I did get her a few games. I got her the deluxe Mario Kart. Yeah. I got Mario Odyssey, which is real good. That game slaps. Uh, great game. It reminds me a lot of 64. Uh, and then I got her. What else did I fucking get her? I got her an old Pokemon game because, like, I didn't know if the new Pokemon games were it or not. Because I used to love playing Pokemon games. Like, that was like, like, when I was a kid, dude, it was a it was a fucking great Nintendo DS, the uh, Nintendo DS Lite, actually. I mm-hmm. flipped that bitch open. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and then in the Game Boy slot was Pokemon Ruby, and that's what I fucking played all the time. That's it. Right. The good that, shit. Shit, that shit goes hard. It does. Okay. Well, we'll bring us back to our realm. We'll go back to the wrestling realm. I try to, like, break us out of it every once in a while so people that don't really love wrestling like we do listen to this. They don't just have to sit through us, you know, talk about wrestling. But yeah, I hate when people talk about shit that I don't know about. I'll just walk away. Like, not being shitty to anybody that I do it to. I just fucking don't want to listen. I wanted to ask you this because you love wrestling. You know feuds. What is the most slept on feud of all time? Mm. Like, the feud that you remember. Like, you back in the day, you used to be like, man, this is the feud. And then nowadays, no one says a word about it. And you're just like, man, that's weird. <laughs> like, uh, So, I'll give... I'll give two, and one of them, because I, I'll break the rule also. I'll be the guy to break the rule with the okay. few things. So I feel like the few that nobody talked about uh, that has just recently got brought up was the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero. Like, it's always been some sort of relevant, and people's always kind of brought it up, but it always gets overshadowed by, like, Rock and Austin, Taker Mankind, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always just so many more. Taker and Sean, like, Undertaker and Undertaker, anything Undertaker, I guess. But uh, but the most, I'll take this, the most, uh, i Fuck it, dude. I have, like, so many that I'm thinking of. A very slept-on honorable mention, uh, and I hate Christian to be that guy. But Christian and Chris Jericho was very fucking good uh, with the lead, oh, with the Trish Stratus thing. Crazy file. Um, but something that has, like, some of the best fucking matches you will ever watch, and I think they had maybe three or four, is Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels in 2005. That fucking, that from, they had Vengeance 05. They had, no, was it Vengeance or SummerSlam? It was Vengeance. Vengeance 05, they did WrestleMania 21, and they did maybe like a match on Raw. And those three fucking matches, bro, like feuds was just like personally, like they were like, who's better than the other? But dude, I'm telling you, like, if you go back and watch those matches, you will understand why everybody loves these fucking guys. Like, obviously, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle speak for themselves, but you watch that shit together, dude, and it is fucking magic. Uh, let me do another one so I can, so I don't sound like those generic guys also. Uh, another step on feuds, fucking. Oh, fucking Jeff Hardy CM Punk, 
right? That feud never gets brought up because I feel like because of CM Punk and everybody fucking hates him or whatever. But like that feud as a kid fucked me up. Like I'm like that's the first time I ever cried as a wrestling fan. But I fucking remember like Jeff Hardy left. He got beat in the fucking cage, dude. And I'm in there after SmackDown in my living room on the couch, like crying my fucking eyeballs out. Like no way Jeff Hardy's leaving. What the fuck? And they did the fucking on the Jeff Hardy My Life My Rules DVD. They did like a replay of it the whole time, like throughout maybe the first quarter of the DVD, it'd be like him getting ready. Mm-hmm. Second quarter of the DVD, it'd be like him in the ring. Third would be like the match and then the ending of the match and blah, blah, blah. But like, it was like, it was so easy because it'd be like Sam Punk being like, hey, Jeff Hardy, you're a fucking junkie and a fucking druggie. And Punk's like, I'm fucking straight edge. I'm way better than you, piece of shit. And Jeff Hardy's like, dude, I'm the fucking goat. Like, I'm just goddamn Hardy. I deserve chances after chances after chances after chances. And he gets them. Uh, but that feud was like, so good. Uh, I don't know, dude. I feel like I have so many just, like, I can just name constantly. Like, I feel like I don't have to stop because they're all so good. Uh, another one, Matt Hardy and Edge. Matt Hardy and fucking Edge, dude, was never, like, a big Matt Hardy guy just because, like, I just, not my, not my thing. Matt Hardy and Edge was crazy as fuck. Whenever Matt Hardy first fucking came back and he, like, attacked fucking Edge on Raw, it was the craziest, like, uh, coolest fucking thing of all time because it was just different. I don't know, like. I never, I, that was like, I had already seen a few, like, shows of wrestling, like, I'd watched a couple SmackDowns, but, like, when I seen him come out from the fucking crowd, and then he calls Edge Adam, I was, like, so confused, but I was so intrigued, right? That feud, uh, Edge and John Cena, fucking, uh, fuck, dude, I don't, there's literally just so many. Randy Orton versus anybody in 2009, uh, ta- oh, Taker and fucking Randy Orton in 05, great fucking feud, great fucking goddamn, Orton slaps Taker on SmackDown. And when he slaps him, dude, Taker fucking turns and he looks back at him and he rolls his eyes in the back of his fucking head. And uh, and the fucking Titan Tron goes like it like, does like the screechy TV thing and it, like keeps playing the, the fucking Undertaker fucking video, blah blah blah. Uh, I don't know, I can go on for this for hours. Let's just stop right here. I will. I'll mention two. Okay. One. Uh, well, fuck. I feel like I should do three because you just did fifteen. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'll do three just right. so I, but I'll try to hit cause you, you named like, um, major wrestling feuds. Yeah. See, I was going to do some, I was going to do some like PWG ring of honor stuff, but I didn't know. Like, yeah, that's okay. So what I'll, I'll do three so that we cover, uh, indie, uh, I'm going to do j- Japanese. Okay. Cause not a lot of people know that. And then, uh, which I mean, they'll probably know this one, but still. And then we'll do uh, my major one. So my indie one is from Ring of Honor, and it's Morishima, Takeshi Morishima, versus Brian Danielson for the Ring of Honor title. That match is on YouTube, and it's fucking crazy. It's it's a handful of matches, and oh, they okay. they are, like, insane. Like, if there was a mold in my mind of what wrestling should be, I think it's those matches. And then if I had to pick a Japanese feud, um, it would be Tanahashi, which is like big, like the ace of Japan, Tanahashi is the John Cena in New Japan. Uh, Tanahashi, when he first like started really like kind of becoming the man and he was wrestling, uh, the great Muda, Kenji Muda, that shit slaps. It's, it's like, it's the change of the guard. You know, it's like back in the day when like, you know how like John Cena like started beating Kurt Angle? Or, yeah, yeah. It's like it's that realm of like, oh, this is the like, guy now. This, this is like uh, over. Hell yeah. Like, do you remember the to compare it to this American wrestling, like the John Cena Triple H feud for their WrestleMania match? Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. Where like Triple H was the man, like for real, and everybody yeah, yeah. knows that. So all the all the old fans, like the old fans, were like, "Oh, Triple H has got this. That guy yeah. fucking sucks." You know what I mean? Like, who's this new guy? But then, like, oop, attitude adjustment. One, two, three. You know, like, <laughs> yes, dude. What are you talking about? He tapped out. Oh yeah, that's true. But you know what I mean. Uh, so, and then my major feud. This is my most slept on major feud that I love with all my heart, and I know you'll love it too. And it is Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero. Mm. For WrestleMania 20, because okay. there's that one SmackDown where Eddie Guerrero gets to wrestle uh, Paul Heyman as long as he has his hands handcuffed behind his back, right? Mm. And Eddie Guerrero's like, "Yeah, I'll do that," because he's gonna beat the shit out of Paul Heyman, and oh, so wow. he's, 
he's got his handcuffs hand behind his back and he's like whooping Paul Heyman's ass anyways. You know, he's kicking him and fucking shoving him around because he's just yeah. a little fat piece of shit. Well, Paul Heyman like rolls out of the ring and starts running up the ramp. And, you know, like Eddie Guerrero's just running behind him with the hands on his back. Who comes walking out? Dude, Kurt Angle. With, and Kurt Angle is one of the best heels of all time. Uh, I think Triple H is the greatest heel of all time, but I think Kurt Angle was one of the best heels of all time because he was legit. Kurt Angle could leg- – everybody knows that knows wrestling, knew that Kurt Angle could for real beat the fuck out of him. If he wanted to win a match, he could. He uh, could change He could change his mind mid-match, and he could make you tap out for real. 100%. And that's why it was so cool. So then when Kurt Angle was straight face, just stone face, because walking out, and he's looking at Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero face is just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nothing's going to suck worse. Then this ass beating I'm about to take from this Olympic gold medalist while I'm handcuffed. Like, that's okay. so, so good. And the fi- the finish to that match where, like, his foot, his shoe slips takes off. the fucking boot off and rolls him up. Mm. Money. Dude. Money, money, money. Wait, so let me Nothing. let me also name 45 more real quick. So Okay, go. <laughs> uh, so the I'll do my the, the big major WWE one one more time. I've got one more of these. Uh, it is Undertaker and his Brock Lesnar from – uh, 2002 is the No Mercy yep. right before the uh, oh, yeah, so crazy. Uh, one of the okay, everybody talks about the Rock and Awesome hype package, dude. Watch that fucking hype package where it's like No Mercy. Well, and he like uh, Taker's in a match with fucking Matt Hardy. Uh, then fucking Brock Lesnar breaks his hand. Stephanie McMahon's like, guess what? It doesn't matter, Brock Lesnar. You're facing him in a Hell in a Cell, and the cast will be legal. It's like it's like mm-hmm. the coolest fucking uh, story of all time. Then the match is fucking like. That dude is the most slept on Hell in a Cell match of all time. 100% will forever be. That match is so fucking good to me. Um, the Ring of Honor feud. So a big fucking Ring of Honor feud that, like, that I guess I was, like, just starting out watching Ring of Honor, but I became such a big fan of this guy because of it is Adam Cole and Michael Elgin. I hate Michael Elgin. Never been a Michael Elgin, yeah, to be honest with you. But right. it was Michael Elgin and it was Adam Cole because Adam Cole was such a fucking G, like such a fucking pimp. And he shaved Michael Elgin's head, like, right before the Best in the World pay-per-view. Yep. And the Best in the World pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken, was the first Ring of Honor pay-per-view that was on, uh, like, national TV syndicate. Like, it was, like, the first one that you could, like, buy off of, like, direct TV. The rest of them were, like, you had to buy them online. So I don't know how it worked, but, like, I remember it being a big fucking deal. Uh, Michael Elgin beat him for the title. But I remember, like, that Adam Cole was, like, the most untouchable, like, dopest fucking Adam Cole of all time. And my boy Anthony Stansel, shout out Anthony Stansel, fucking – Comes to Walmart and while fucking work out, guys. Yeah, I work at Walmart. Fuck you guys. And he, he, guess what he fucking gets out of it? He gets out an Adam Cole Ring of Honor figure and gives it to me. Whoa. Like an official Adam Cole, for, uh, what is it, Toys Figure Co. Company Adam Cole figure, dude. And it was so fucking dope. Like, best, best thing I've ever gotten in my entire life, I feel like, just off of random. Like, coolest fucking thing ever. So, uh, that's my, that's my Ring of Honor feud. Uh, PWG one, or one I really like is, Human Tornado and Chris Hero. Uh, I remember that one being like really sick. I remember always watching the highlight package on that one because I always thought it was really cool. And that's it. Now, now I'm done with a few guys, but check them all out. They're all so fucking good. I miss the Human Tornado, dude. When did you when did you first uh, like see PWG? Do you remember like what was your first thing of PWG? Um, I I'm trying to think of the very first thing I saw because I mean obviously as a PWG guy. Yeah. Uh, so I was big into Ring of Honor. Yep, me too. Um, and the hard part about Ring of Honor is it was like uh, I call it—I still call it tape trading, but it was DVD trading mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, and the only really, the only way to really watch Ring of Honor back then was to get the DVD or order the DVD uh, because I didn't have cable to begin with, so I definitely didn't have the channel to watch Ring of Honor on. Yeah. And so I would only be able to watch through the like I would like. Google as much as possible, sometimes maybe come across a link or something of a video, uh, but that was always hard to find. Uh, but I'd mainly like buy the tapes and I remember getting, uh, I don't remember how I got it though. I think I just ordered it like because like, like I was just on a website that had wrestling DVDs and I was just like, Oh, I'm going to get like one of everything. Like, mm. so I got like this show, this show, this show. And, uh, the first PWG I got, um, it had like people like, uh, which I was a big fan of Scott Loss, like it had Scott yeah, Loss yeah, on it, and like Roderick Strong and stuff like that. And uh, I just remember watching it, and I was like, "Oh, 
I was like, because I knew who some of the people already were through like the buzz of the internet slash Ring of Honor, and I was like, oh man, this is like, uh, what the, because like this is also back before like we're all super smart to the business. So I was like, oh man, this is what these guys do when they're not at Ring of Honor. They go wrestle at these little shit shows like this. And like, so I thought, I, I thought I had like figured it out. I was like, oh hell yeah, dude. Like I'm going to be so ahead of the curve and I'm going to like, uh, figure out how to get on this show. Yep. And so I'll meet all the Ring of Honor guys and then they'll bring me to Ring of Honor. That was like my big plan. So do you remember your first PWG? Uh, it was just the highlight packages. I remember it was uh, God, what was the, it was the main event was the. I think it's when Adam Cole returned and he was he had the Super Dragon mask on, but like when he hit the fucking Raymuster on the knee, it pops yeah. off. And they're like, sure Adam, Adam, oh, Adam Cole, like top tier shit, dude. Uh, and I was a fan ever since then. Did the, I think that's I remember that. how excited I'd be, like, because you know you, but of course, like the internet starts getting really good and like everybody starts figuring out how to keep up with stuff. And like, you would know there would be a PWG event. And so you would just wait for the hype package to drop. Right, on it's so long though. It'd be like fucking two months. after. And that like seven minutes of just watching this music video, the same, the same yeah. song every time that like okay. gets stuck in your head so much. Man, uh, on the moon. God yeah, damn. So God, cool. God. Uh, I miss it's also wrestling people that listen to this. So if we just did videos like that, like of shows, I feel like people would come so much more because like it made me like obviously like that's goaded wrestlers, but like anybody can look really cool. On the no. I'm just saying, and I feel like it would make people want to come. So it's all that out there. I always thought that I do funny. feel like uh, the show highlights of an event are slept on. I feel yeah. like because I get that it is hard to do. As someone that does do video editing and like actually makes things, I get it. That yeah. shit sucks nothing sucks worse than having to sit down especially if a wrestling event's like three hours and you have to cut that down to seven minutes yeah, maybe yeah, even like, shorter like oh god talk about just the most annoying time of your life so i get it but it would be very beneficial do you remember when brandon williams made the pwg highlight reel for the new South show it was fucking oh weird. yeah dude god damn dude when he saw it, when i saw it dude i was like dude this is like it like i'll never go better than this I try style fucking promo style, so I do try hard to like not as our platform program to not just be like, oh, New South, New South, New South, New South, uh, because that's where we work, you know. Yeah. And so like, but I also don't want to like make people think like, oh man, uh, oh they think New South so much better than everybody else, blah blah blah. Because I, no. I mean, I'm just like I'm a part of the team, you know. So like we we enjoy being a part of the brand, uh, and that actually like transitions me to something I was going to ask you. And so since we're early in the podcast coming back, early in the podcast coming back and early into like our reintroduction to wrestling, uh, the people that are like paying attention to us right now are like the diehards, you know? Yeah, 100%, dude. Nobody's went farther than this unless you fuck with us. And that's cool. Uh, We appreciate it. So I figured we would do little Easter eggs for them. Until like really kind of really until the the broad spectrum starts back, uh, and I was gonna ask you off the top of your head to build a four match card of Pro South versus New South. Oh God. Uh, okay. Uh, God damn, that's wild, right? So, <sighs> and it's four okay. matches, only four. Yep. You get four matches of what you think if there was a pro if there ever was, which maybe one day there will be pro South versus New South card, where like all of our definitely our diehard fans would go to, and like most of the people in that area would go to. What do you think four right now would be? So I'll start off with us to be those fucking marks. Uh, I'll do us versus. Zach Mosley and Cornelius Pepperbottom. I think that match would like very much be slept on, and I think those guys are so good. And I think we would like Loki so the show. Sound that out there to be the mark and say that. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with brother versus brother. We'll do Sean Christopher or whatever that guy's name is versus Tony Promton. Dude, that, that always sells. It always works. Uh, we can do.
Oh, fuck. I was going to say something. I can't. Uh, fuck. Uh, we could do a... Let's see. Who's the... Who's the pro style champion? Is that shitty to ask? That's super shitty to ask. It's Damien Serotone. It is Damien Serotone. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, so, we, I guess we can do Damien Serotone versus Kenzie Page. I think that match would be fucking crazy. I think that'd be a great match, actually. Very good match. Very, very, very good match. And then we can do, I'll do Aaron Dallas versus Hunter Drake. And I think those matches would all slap in a way. Like, for the best of what we have, that's what I think would slap the most. No offense to anybody else who's probably going to be heated because I didn't say your fucking name, but I love you guys, but I just think those matches would, like, showcase everybody of yeah uh, that I can think of, at least, you know. And it's not, not a big, full, it's not a full card. It's just four matches off the dome, uh, so you're not building a full event. If I think? was – dude, if I was to build it, it would be us versus whoever the tag champs at Pro South is right now, and we'd be over. Yeah. Um, well, that's, does, but... So that's one. Uh, <laughs> I love that already. Okay. Number two uh, is a little bit different than what you were going for uh, because I would never book Donnie Primetime in the history of my life uh, because he sucks and I hate him. Uh, it would be Big Dave versus Sean Christopher. Mm, the low-key personal one. Uh, That's right, dude. Love that one. That's right, dude. I'm trying to take that other podcast down ASAP. <laughs> Fuck that podcast, dude. I can't even fucking hold this phone. Maybe we're fucking plugged now. Okay. Number number three is Damian Saratone versus Brandon Williams. Mm, that'd be great. Goddamn, that'd be so good. Which I was trying I to think like, of Brandon Williams match, but I just couldn't think of one. Which I would like to watch. Uh, and then number four. Would be the return of Ace Haven mm. versus the return mm. of Dump Sanders. See, I was going to say that, but I was like, I don't know. That, that just seems like it just works too well. Like, I don't know. The like, winner. I, like a team dump versus the team ace or something. The winner takes control of the brands. <laughs> That's right. Holy dude. shit. Holy shit. Who wins and how? Uh, well, uh,. Probably, oh god, dude. Oh, I can't even talk about that. We're burying here. Dig the grave. Uh, so we'll we'll get away from this. Uh, we actually we actually did get a fan question. Uh, we did, goddamn, really, that shit. From Twitter, from uh at Megan underscore Lee ninety one. She asked us, "How did we come up with the name of Akuto Death Society?" And I figured I'd answer this truthfully. Tell her the truth. Uh. Kevin came up with it. It was all his idea. I didn't want to be that guy and take the credit, but you know what I mean? Whatever. Whatever you say, I just didn't want to be that guy, but yeah, I come up with it. I do appreciate you giving me that credit. So, Megan, you're a goat for asking that question. We'd love you to ask multiple more. What's up? Yeah, anybody that ever has a question, please ask and uh, just tag one of us in it or message it to us. We will, uh, of course, like shout out to you on the podcast and we'll answer Fuck that. Cut that shit off real quick. So I'm going to give you a little trivia. Okay. Okay. Do you remember how I come up with the name of Kudo Death Society? I want to see something. <laughs> uh, you tell me how I did it and I'll see if you're right. Dang. Uh, I assume, because you're, you're a very smart man, you know. I, fuck you, dude. I assume you were like, man, I need a name that's going to just stand out. Yep. Tremendously. And then the three letters always works, right? Three letters always works. And uh you probably got stuck on the name Society at one point mm-hmm. and was like, man, like now there's JAS. Yes, we get that. But uh at the time, there was no like stable that I really remember or group with the with the word society in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. So anyway. yeah. uh, and then what is something that like. We represent, dude, uh, death. Death. We represent death because uh, if we're coming, dude, we hitting you hard AF. Yeah. Uh, and everybody knows that. They all know I throw the super kick for real. You know, yeah. they all know that they have to, like, for real eat that one. And uh, so what else do we represent? We are a brotherhood, dude. I'm talking about a gang. So, and you can't be gang death society. That's yeah, stupid. Death gang also sounds really weird. So. Death gang society, all stupid. So, uh, you probably got on like Google 
and was like, you love Japanese wrestling a lot. So you probably like translated how gang would sound in Japanese, which would be akuto. And so you were probably like, that is awesome. Uh, akuto. Yeah, like akuto. And that's probably it, right? No. Oh, well, how'd you do it? I just found it in a magazine and came up. <laughs> Damn it! That's I don't know where your fucking bullshit come up with, but it was a magazine. It was just a cool. That was all just like off the yeah. dome. I was trying to come up with it. That was a good try, but it just yeah. said Akuto Death in the magazine, yeah. and I was like Society. I was like, I was thinking of Wrestling Society X, and I was like Society. Yeah. I understand because, like, if you would have did it the way that I said, mm-hmm. that would take too much time and be stupid. Yeah, know? I'm not. I'm not fucking putting effort into it. If I can just you could, the you could just flip through a magazine. Uh, yeah, there it is. you're like, you're like, here I go. Oh, oh, Muto Death Society. <laughs> All right, look, we're, we're about to reach our hour, man. Yep. Uh, so I wanted to, because you actually had an idea, and no, this this is 100% your idea. And as you do those push-ups, you're probably <laughs> thinking, how are we going to fill the gap in this? There's something missing. Mm. What do we do? What do we do? How do we how do we fill it? I think we have to call out to the people. Mm. The call I, out to, to the crew? I think we got to reach out to the people because I don't know if you know, but uh, Akuto Desaidi used to be a three-man group. Yep. And uh, now we have all this extra uh, food when we get sit down for dinner. We've, we've got all this extra gear sitting around. When we do our pose, it's like something. When we do our pose, it's like there's a person missing. Something and so feels empty. I think we should, uh, which this is all your idea. Yep. Um, I think we should uh, recruit. Mm. I think we should reach out to the people and ask them. Do you do you want to be the third member of a Kudo Death Society? Great idea. How do you feel like I feel like look, let me tell you what I think. I feel like we should one hold open auditions at shows, because that's just a great fucking idea, right? Right, right. And then two, I feel like people should send us videos. Like anybody. It don't it don't just have to be a wrestler. It can be fans. Mm-hmm. It can be your dog, it can be your cat, it can be your fucking snake, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Send videos of an why you want to be an ADS, why you should be an ADS, and what makes you stand apart from anybody else. Right. And then, and then whatever if you have a special talent or something, we want to see that too. How about that? On video, send it to me or Chris Frank via social media. However, right. So just tag us in it. Send it to us. However, s- submissions, video submissions of you saying why, how, when you want to be in a Kuto Death Society. Also. We're gonna we're gonna be on the forefront. Yep. We're gonna at when we're active and we're at shows, we're gonna host our own little tryouts, our own little submissions, and we're gonna video them and make sure people get like our live, actual, real reactions mm-hmm. to how we feel about yep. our newest member of Akuto Death Society. Well let me say this also, to be that guy. If we're we're not trying to hurt feelings. We're not trying to be an asshole, but a, a member of a Kudo Death Society has to be somebody official, like a referee with a whistle. It's got to be somebody legit, and it's got to be somebody that can really uh, pop us off, you know, like somebody who can really do the damn thing and can really make everything crazy. So if you don't get picked, we could have multiple. I mean, we might have 45 members. It might be fucking uh, the shittiest ADS of all time, but you you may just not get picked. So if you don't get picked, don't fucking cry. Just resend a video. Send another video and another video and another video because you never know when your your ticket may get pulled. Right. And uh, we want to see them. And uh, we'll, I might put some at the end of the podcast every week if they're videos, just to kind of like let people see them, uh, because I'm actually really pumped about this idea. I think it's perfect because if there's anything we need to do is get rid of the past, you know, screw all that old stuff. Fuck those uh, yeah. Get us a new member and uh, someone we could ride the coattails of and just <laughs> the- <laughs> give us all your fucking skill and let us be behind you. That's all we have. Right. Us on your back, and we will love you forever. So, we've got a lot to look forward to. We've got more shows coming up. We also will continue to do our podcast, the live video, or not live, but the video like of us being at shows and stuff like that will be debuting soon. We actually made a 
little teaser video for me and Kevin Ryan to watch to kind of get the feel of what we'd be doing. And we love it. We're in. Uh, I might actually post that one soon. I'm kind of giving it like a little bit to like watch it a few times to make sure I'm happy with it. Uh, but, uh, we'll probably post that soon and we'll have more. Uh, we're actually going to branch out and do a lot of crazy sh- this year. Yep. Very excited about that too. I think it's going to be money and I feel like it'll once again, like we talked about last time, uh, get the wheels back and rolling. They never stopped. But we just want to keep them rolling and rolling and rolling, if not go way faster than they did before. That's what I'm hoping for. Right. And we kind of want to branch past wrestling. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? We love wrestling. We're going to be the best wrestlers of all time. Obviously, you always want to be bigger and better. Right. So we're going to branch past wrestling. We're going to try to attack at all angles because uh, we want to be around you guys. We want you guys to see us. Uh, So if uh, you have any suggestions or submissions, please send that to us. If you have any questions, please send that to us. If uh, you want to book us for anything, message one of us. It's uh, Chris Crocker and Kevin Ryan on everything. Uh, You can literally find us so easily. Message me on a Twitter or Facebook or him on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. You know, hit us up. Uh, Try to book us. We will literally hang out with you guys. I don't care at this point. I just want to have fun and create some insane memories this year. Bingo. 100%. And, uh... Adam Cole, baby. That's how I want to finish the video. It's like, cool. Yeah, dude, that's lit. Uh, so, uh, I'll, you didn't do your plugs, though. I'm sorry. Oh, um, just, um, and yeah, have a great night. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, follow me on the motherfucking Instagram, on the Twitter, uh, on Kevin, it's Kevin Ron, B D E D on Twitter. Everything else is just the Kevin Ron. Uh, go follow your boy on, subscribe to your boy on fucking YouTube. Show some love to the podcast. Share, like, subscribe, and whatever other fucking people say. Fuck those other people. We're important. Uh, we have a lot of ideas, like Kronk said, and hopefully y'all stay tuned for those. And if y'all stay tuned and listen to this, that was a comment. Uh, tweet at us. Fucking talk to us. It shows. Like, let us know like that we're making a difference because we appreciate everything y'all done. So we love you guys. We thank you guys, and we appreciate y'all accepting ADS back into your motherfucking life. So I cut it. Yeah, that's it, man. I appreciate it, man. I'll see you around. Have a call, baby. Y'all be safe.